Welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. Hey, it's Anthony here, and welcome to today's episode of the Grow My Salon Business podcast. As usual, it's great to have you here with us today. Over the years, I get asked a lot of questions from both salon owners and stylists who either jump into my DMs or they'll email me. So I thought that I'd address some of those questions in today's episode. The salon owners will often ask questions that are essentially about how do you get team members to be more productive? Now, they might ask that in many different ways, but essentially that's really what the crux of the question is. How do I get my team members to be more productive? Whereas a stylist will often ask questions like, what do I need to do to become more in demand? Or what's the fastest way to build your column and become a fully booked stylist? Or what do you need to do to get busy? So as you can see, they're all very similar questions, but they just come at it from a different perspective. So let's delve into that a bit. Everyone has to start somewhere, but starting small doesn't mean thinking small. And if you're like me, and perhaps you've lived and worked in different countries or worked in multiple salons, you sort of start over and over again. I can remember starting out as a hairdresser. I can remember my first haircut on a paying client. I hadn't been hairdressing for long. It was only about three months. And a, a young woman came in and asked if someone could take two inches off the bottom of her one length hair. Everyone else was fully booked. And my boss turned to me and he said, here's your first client. I was totally unprepared for that moment. But I had seen other stylists section the hair off and cut a one length line. So I jumped in at the chance. And the expression, fake it till you make it, comes to mind, believe me. But then what happened was a week later, a gentleman rang the salon and he asked to book an appointment with me. Now, he had no idea that I'd only ever done one haircut in my life, but he was the husband of the woman with the one length trim from the week before. And she was so impressed with the experience that she had in the salon that she recommended me. I was absolutely terrified. But that was also a moment in time where I realized that it wasn't just about the haircut. It was about the other stuff as well. You see, maybe I didn't give her the best haircut she'd ever had in her life, but I made her feel a million dollars. She had a great experience. And I quickly learned as a hairdresser the technical and creative skills I quickly learned how to build a clientele very quickly. But it wasn't because I was the world's greatest hairdresser, but it was because I was fearless and I gave every client 100% of who I were, and that was the beginning of my career. And in reality, I was probably giving them 100% of who I were because I knew that from a technical and creative perspective that I perhaps, at the beginning in my apprenticeship, that I didn't really have what it took. 
So I had to more than make up for it. So fast forward a few years, fast forward quite a few years, because a few years ago, I wrote a book. It was called Super Stylist. Now, I never intended to write a book. It sort of just happened. The idea for the book actually came from a seminar that I did it of the same name. And people kept saying to me, Anthony, you should turn Super Stylist into a book. So long story short, the world's least likely author wrote a book and then ended up writing three more. The second one was on management. The third one was on team building. And the fourth one in the series is on marketing. Now, I won't pretend that I didn't have some invaluable help from editors because I certainly did. But I was more surprised than anyone that I could write one book, never mind write four. Together, they make up the Grow book series. And I know that many of you listening have got those books already. They're now on their fourth or fifth reprint in some cases, and they get shipped out every week all over the world. They're used in some hairdressing schools as part of the curriculum. And there's been careers launched and businesses saved all on the back of those books. I know that other coaches will use and recommend them as a resource. And they've been translated into other languages and serialized in trade magazines in multiple countries. But let's get back to how it started. You see, like the majority of you, as I said, my roots are as a salon hairdresser. But I also spent 10 years as a teacher and creative director at Sassoon in London before I then went on to open my own salons. And like most salon owners, I figured that ownership wasn't going to be that different from being a stylist. Oh, how wrong we can all be. And like most salon owners, I realized quickly that salon ownership was, in fact, very different from working for someone else. And with your name on the door, came a load of other responsibilities. And even though I had my own salons, I was still very passionate about education. And so as well as running salons, I continued to present seminars and travel around training other people in the craft of hairdressing. And so for a while, it was just haircutting that I taught. But as I said, the first book I wrote was called Super Stylist, and it came about because of a seminar I did of the same name. And that seminar came about when I was doing my cutting seminars because people started asking me about my business. Now, hopefully that wasn't because they didn't like the haircuts I was doing, but it was because my salons were very busy. We also got quite a bit of media coverage and both the trade and fashion press, and we'd won some great industry awards. And so the salon owners and hairdressers that came to a creative haircutting seminar started asking more and more business-related questions. And the more they asked, the more I answered. And the more I answered, the more they asked. And the more it got me thinking about the why, the what, and the how of what it is that separates one stylist from another. When one of them is way more productive than the other, but essentially, aside from the results they had at the end of the week, they sort of appeared to be well-matched in every other way. And here's the thing. It's not that they do one thing that's different. You see, I was always looking for that one thing that stood out as a point of difference. And then I realized that it wasn't that they do one thing that's different. It's that they do lots of little things different. And it's all those little things that make up 
or make one of them more productive and therefore better paid than the other. But it's not just about the money. And I think that's really important. It always has to be about more than just the money. Sure, my team had goals to reach. Sure, there was an awareness of the numbers and a recognition that numbers and results were important. But I think the important thing is, is that we had a culture where everyone recognized that the numbers were actually just a reflection of what I and my team believed in. They were a reflection of our culture that the numbers were just a way of measuring how effective our actions and behaviors were, and the numbers simply measured that result. The money or the productivity was merely the byproduct and the result of everything else. It was the result of their professionalism, the result of their timekeeping, their attitude. It was the result of the way they thought about the clients. And most importantly, it was a result of what they believed their role as a professional hairdresser really is when they stood behind the chair with their clients. And when you get it right, when you get all those pieces working in harmony, that's what makes a difference. And yet some people would still say to me, well, that's just him or her. They just have the gift of the gab or some other expression to justify why they couldn't do it, but to explain why someone else can. And do you know what? That's absolute BS. You can teach people to be whatever they want to be. They just have to want it and be prepared to work at it, just like anything else. Eventually, I started doing some short keynote presentations and seminars where I'd talk about business without doing a haircut at the same time. And everything evolved from there, and it continues to evolve today. I didn't then, and I still don't, have any formal business training, but I've given myself an amazing education, whether it was through books or seminars or consultants or courses or just asking questions and trial and error. I can say now that I've had an incredible and very practical real-world education and what it takes to succeed as a hairdresser and salon owner. And so in my seminars, I talk about people. I talk about my team. I told stories about what worked and what didn't work, and I shared the challenges that I had as an owner. And they were very much the same as the challenges that the salon owners and hairdressers in the audience also had. And you see, that's what I think the biggest challenge that salon owners everywhere have. It's the questions that they asked me at the beginning. It's getting the other people on their team to be productive. And do you know what? It was the same for me. I employed lots of hair cutters and colorists, but I quickly realized that just because they were good at doing hair didn't have any bearing on whether or not they turn into hairdressers with a solid clientele and high levels of productivity and a personal income that reflected it. But I had one or two stylists who did. And the one or two turned into three or four, and the three or four turned into five or six, and the six turned into 10. And they were extremely productive because we had a culture of productivity and fun and a vibrant, profitable business. So when I did my seminars, I talked about what we did because there was a system, there was a way of doing it and a methodology behind it that lay behind the results that we got. And if you put the effort in and followed the process, 
then you could get other people to produce the same consistent results. I remember once hearing someone say that the reason that most hairdressers don't make money is that they're fixated on learning a new haircut or color instead of learning more about the other stuff that you need to do to succeed. And I knew as soon as I heard that, I realized that there's a lot of truth in that statement. Even though I didn't know exactly what it was, I knew intuitively that that statement felt right. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not even nearly saying that the technical and creative skills don't matter. Of course they do. God knows there's so much mediocrity around as it is. We don't need any more. So I'm not saying that this is important instead of great technical and creative skills. I'm just saying that it's important as well as having great technical and creative skills and that most people completely underestimate just how important that is. People often think that those skills of communication and relationship building and giving clients a great experience just come naturally, but they don't. You might pick them up over time if you're receptive to them and if you're lucky enough to work with other people that already have those standards and the skills to match. But why would you wait when those skills can be taught? Just like you can learn how to cut and color hair, you can be taught what I call the soft skills or the communication skills needed so that all those very unsexy things like increasing your average bill and retail percentages, increasing client retention rates and new request rates can all go through the roof when you learn the skills of how to make it happen. But it doesn't just happen. You need the right methodology or system and some focused effort if you want that to happen. And that's what it's all about. It's about having the skills required to give everyone who sits in your chair, not just a great haircut and color, but to give them 100% of what it takes to be a great hairdresser and build a great clientele and earn a great living as a result. And that's the answer to the question, whether you're a stylist asking it the way that they asked it or whether you're an owner that's asking the question. That's the answer. And I call those people that have mastered that, I call them super stylists. And that's where the title for the book came from. And that's where the title for the seminar came from, because the people that are super stylists are the people that refuse to be average. I keep seeing these memes on social media saying things like, charge your worth as if putting your prices up was a solution. Charge your worth is a bumper sticker at best. Now, it's a very good bumper sticker. And while it's well-intentioned, what you earn is always going to be relative to what you produce. So yes, Charge what you are worth, but prove that you're worth it first. No one owes a stylist a great income. You have to earn it, but you definitely can. And with the right technical and creative ability combined with the skills of the super stylist and some good old-fashioned hard graft, you can earn a great living as a hairstylist. And as a salon owner, you can earn a great living by building a team of hairdressers that are motivated and productive. Stylists that do great consultations, that look for opportunities to add value and give every client a great experience and build relationships with the people in their chair. And as a result, they consistently have high retention rates. They consistently have high average bills and happy clients, but it doesn't just happen on its own. Now, some of you know that 
This time last year, I launched Super Stylist, of course, as an online program, and it's been a great success. So now instead of having to commute and have the cost of the seminar, plus the added expense of travel and time out of the salon for yourself and your team, you can now access Super Stylist as an online course. You can now do it in your own time. You can do it at your own pace. You can review it as many times as you want. Super Stylist covers all the stuff that probably no one taught you. Well, they just assume that you already know what it is or that it's common sense and that you'll pick it up over time. Now, at the moment, we're launching Super Stylist two or three times a year, and we're about to launch it again on the 25th and 26th of October via a free webinar that I've titled An Introduction to Super Stylist. So if you want to find out more about it or if you're just curious, then Join us on the webinar on the 25th or 26th of October as we dig in and look at what it takes to take you and your salon to the next level. Whether or not you decide to take it the next stage and access the Super Stylist course is totally up to you. But the free webinar is value-packed anyway, and it's exactly what you and your team need as we come out of what's been a very challenging time for everyone. And it's also the perfect launch pad for a great end to this year and to set you up to be in a strong position for 2022. So register now to attend the free webinar at growmysalonbusiness.com forward slash webinar and choose the time and the day that best suits your time zone. I'll put that link in the show notes for the podcast and on my website as well. And I'll look forward to seeing you there. But remember, you have to register first at growmysalonbusiness.com forward slash SS webinar. So let's make this happen. And I'll look forward to seeing you there. And finally, don't forget, if you want to connect on social, you can find me everywhere at Grow My Salon Business. So to wrap up, thank you for being a listener on today's episode of the Grow My Salon Business podcast. Until next week, stay safe. And I hope you can join us on the introduction to Super Stylist webinar. See you there. Until then, stay safe. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.